Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Thank you. Things first, your exes should be blocked. You know, acknowledging the good things and moving on. We're not about bad vibes here. Are you relationship experts? No. no. <laughs> My pants were wet. <laughs> it ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you next energy, yeah? You know what it is. It's thank you next. We back up in the... Up in the... Oh, yeah. We back up on this podcast feed. We're back from our two week break. Hiatus. We took a break. We we are on a break, dude. Were we really on a break? Yeah, we we're totally on a break. We like didn't talk and we went to therapy. Did we see other people? Yeah, totally. Literally, we tried every single day. So yeah, we talked every day. We still uh, were stressing about what videos we're gonna put out on the Thank You Next account. So we didn't really take a break. Max Branning is up there though. Finally, and he is a BDE king. We need to look at our Instagram, which is Thank You Next Pod. It's popping to check out our appreciation of the ginger members of our nation. Yes. We love you. See, I got bars. I got bars. I got bars. If you don't know, I'm Raj. And I am Hardy. And on this podcast, we like to talk about all the L's we've taken or you've taken or our guests have taken. And we turn those L's into lessons. And when we say L's, we're not talking about missing the bus or our Uber cancelling on us. We mean the relationship losses we've taken in friendships, family search work and anywhere else where a relationship is applicable which is basically everything when it's another person and you or animal maybe i don't know Mm. seeing as we have been away for the last two weeks we wanted to catch up with y'all so this one is a listener special all of our relationship lessons are coming from you yes you baby if you're a regular listener you're gonna know about erica you know, the struggling actress who delivers pizza to make some peas. And when she delivers a pizza, men are there laughing at her because she's a female pizza delivery person, which apparently, you know, I don't I don't really get that. But we're going to get to the bottom of that today because Erica is joining us to give us one of our love lessons, relationship lessons on this episode. And as well as Erica, we also have Maxine and Sunna. If you want to be a part of a future episode, holler at us. We always want to know what you want to say thank you next to email us at hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com and follow us on socials for all the extra tea we are at thank you next pod you know what someone actually did email us this week so this one is from carmen carmen says firstly a massive massive thank you Your podcast came into my life when I needed to move on from having a toxic person dictate my self-worth and help me realize how important I was and that boundaries were my friend. You are kind, funny and give the common sense voice that I need every week. You're not going to say that when you hear the conversation we had about shit with Erica. But yeah. (laughs) 
Secondly, your story mentioned that you were looking for relationship lessons and here's mine. When someone is constantly not meeting your expectations, change the damn expectations. Let them go. Let them go. So when someone is not meeting your expectations change the expectations yeah yeah yeah. so if you've got a high expectation of someone you're like oh i want them to do this 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 just don't expect shit if you expect absolutely nothing from anyone they're not going to disappoint you Mm, i don't know if i agree with that but why would you sit there and explain uh, expect so much from someone who's not giving it to you because then you're just asking yourself for disappointment carmen we're going to need you to explain this to us because if someone's not meeting your expectations why are you going to change your expectations surely your expectations should be met no all right carmen let us know exactly what you are chatting about so we have a full clarification yeah because we need to know because we need to know what's going on because we right now we don't know i definitely i'm really lost here i'm lost raj is actually bare confused i'm really confused and like usually i get what everyone's saying but now nah, today i'm like i don't know what's what's going on man next we're back in the game we're going to talk about shit that went down this week but i know this is a week on from when this happened but we still wanted to talk about it because it was super important. Well, I wanted to talk about it. Hardeep didn't really. Hardeep was like, do you really have to talk about it? I was like, yeah. Before we get into any of this, Raj always brings the heavy topics. Were you silent or were you silenced? Raj is silencing me right now. Were you silent or were you silenced? Stop silencing me. Were you silenced? <laughs> dickhead. Yeah, Raj always wants to bring the heavy topics and... With lockdown, there are a lot of heavy topics. So yeah, it's something we have to think about before we bring it to the podcast. And we have thought about it and we can't ignore this. So go ahead, Raj. Meghan and Harry on Oprah. Hardeep, did you watch it? I did not. I saw some of the clips. I watched it live the night that it went out on CBS. And I actually felt like it should have come with a warning because I wasn't Mm -hmm. mentally prepared to see what I saw that night or hear Meghan and Harry talk about things that came up, such as suicidal thoughts. It just got so heavy to a point where I was just crying when I was watching it. It was just too much for me. See, I don't, I didn't want that. I do just wish that it came with a warning like earlier on that day. Like we knew this interview was going to happen for a long time. There was a massive build up to it. So I just think, yeah, next time you guys do this, like can you just give us a little bit of a warning if there is going to be some sort of... They should have put a warning maybe at the top of the programme, but I guess in the teasers that they gave, they probably couldn't have said that because it's so deep. And also it's, you can't put that in a teaser, can you? It's really deep. That's my one niggly little thing. And then I did watch it again with my family when it went out on ITV mm-hmm. because I was convinced that ITV were going to cut out bits but they didn't it's fine it's okay Raj is hilarious yeah here because she was she thinks she's some private detective which I love yeah I am you're looking for a problem <laughs> they weren't actually a problem I am I am I was like this is what they say that it was millenn- millennials and Gen Z do they look for a problem when they ain't a problem innit I just wanted to make sure that everything was done correctly innit and that they came correct and was it no complaints to Ofcom this time. <laughs> not for that. I mean, Ofcom did get over 40,000 complaints, but not because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't get to that. So... Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. Yeah, so it was, it was really difficult to watch. And I think there was something that she mentioned, Megan mentioned, she was kind of like, as an adult, it might be weird to watch Little Mermaid. A, I just want to say, it's not weird to watch Little Mermaid as an adult. That's fine. It's okay. Nah. But um, she mentioned that like, that story was about a woman finding her prince and having to lose her voice to be with her prince. But then she gets her voice back again and she likened that to herself and her current situation I just thought that really struck a chord because a lot of women do find themselves doing that and I think it's 
especially brown women when they get with brown men and their brown families are involved. So a lot of women like that I saw on brown Twitter or whatever were like there were infographics made about married women having to endure this kind of stuff from their in-laws regularly of what Megan was enduring from the royal family or the firm or the institution, whatever we want to call it. And I thought that was quite interesting. It's not a surprise though. I've watched The Crown. I'm not saying that is means everything, but that the whole program is about them just shushing scandals and shush, 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 and the Queen, her being a person who does and says nothing. There is something that has historically happened, and that is that they've protected people from certain things. And it's really clear that they didn't protect Meghan, especially. And in not protecting Meghan, they didn't protect Harry either. So that was kind of really interesting. And the thing that kind of shocked me and everyone, like all of my other mates are kind of like, but Raj, why are you shocked by this? Is that the UK has really exposed itself like for being racist. Mm. This was the first time I remember you called me, didn't you? Like after the night after I watched it, you were trying to talk to me and I was like, Hardy, I need to get off the phone because I need to watch Loose Women. I don't watch Loose Women, but I actually that next day, I spent a lot of time watching daytime TV just to see what everyone was saying. And I watched Jeremy that morning I watched everything just to see what is the nation actually saying about what's happened I would actively avoid that because I know that there's people out there who are so racist and it's so normal for them to be racist they it's like duh yeah I think um I just didn't expect that again for Harry and Meghan anyway um like maybe for other people yeah like but I just wasn't expecting it for this instance it was just really wild that like I turned on Loose Women and there's this I don't know who she is I don't know who the presenter is like she's a blonde lady and she's sitting there and she's talking about oh but guys it could have just been casual racism and the comments she's referring to that could have been casual racism was the comment where Megan said people were concerned about how dark Archie's skin was going to be, which is wild. Concern is the word. See, intrigued or concerned. Although if you're intrigued, then that's probably a problem too. She was trying to be like, oh, it's like it's like if they were ginger. You know, it's like if wanting to know if the baby's going to come out ginger. A, I thought that was so funny that that was the choice that she made to say because it's like gingers are othered anyway. And I was, I have been, or I've been on TikTok and you know my For You page on TikTok is ridiculous. And like, so this week has been all about royals and I saw this video about Charles and it was like, mm. apparently when Harry was born and he saw that he came out ginger, he got really angry with Diana and he just left to go and play golf or polo or one of those. And that's in like loads of documentaries and stuff. So I was just like, okay, mm. they're already othering the baby by- How did- how dare you, Diana? Yeah. Oh, God. How dare... How dare... No, actually. That, I want everyone to know that was a joke. Obviously. Yeah, that was a... Everyone knows it was a joke. Oh, don't worry. There's no such thing as casual racism. We need to, like, clarify that that's not something that's okay. And there's no such thing as that. It's kind of, like, internalised, but it came out by accident. Like, what you already think. Like, oh, it's all right. It's casual racism, guys. Huh? What? There is nothing casual about racism. She's saying you can be racist. You can be racist as long as you're casually racist. Eh? Then she tried to justify it being like, oh, yeah, you know, maybe they were saying, oh, is the baby going to come out ginger? Is the baby going to have this colour eyes? Blah, blah, blah. Obviously, hair colour and skin colour are very different and hold. Your, your life is going to be very different based on those things. It's very different saying, is the baby going to come out like this? Then saying, I'm concerned that the baby's going to come out darker skinned or whatever. Anyway, so there's that. Fine. Great. I really didn't realize. I had I heard people on Jeremy Vine being like, I stand with the sovereign. And it's like, what does that even mean? What do you mean? But the sovereign doesn't even know what the sovereign thinks, really. Does. And then, you know, we know that someone has left their position at Good Morning Britain because... 
Apparently, ITV asked him to apologise about his comments about not believing that Meghan Markle could have been suicidal because he didn't believe it. Yeah, he couldn't believe it. Apparently, she was. it wasn't true because he knows what she feels because he had a couple of martinis with her in a pub one night. He thinks that he's in her head, yeah? But it's really weird that, again, this guy is the same guy who, when Caroline Flack committed suicide, was like, oh, I wish she would have told me because, you know, I, I could have stopped her, I would have done this and blah, blah, blah. But when it's a woman of colour saying, I was suicidal and I genuinely wanted to die, I couldn't be left alone because I didn't trust myself, then it's an issue. But other things have come out since to suggest that he he liked her and that he didn't get what he wanted from her or she like parred him off. So it's like a different thing. I don't know what relationship he had with Caroline Flack, but like it's like a he's been burnt and it shows. The, the history of that is that he had drinks with her. He had martinis with her in a pub one night. They were friends. They used to DM each other. She used to send him episodes of Suits because he was... Imagine being friends with him. Ugh. Because he was a fan of the show, whatever. And then that night that he had martinis with her, she met Prince Harry. And apparently after that night, she never spoke to him again. I would never speak to him again anyways. That doesn't matter because he he's married anyway. What was he going to get out of that? Very true. He's gone on record to say she ghosted me. Mate, it's not ghosting if you're not... She weren't dating you. But either way, like I do think it's very, very interesting to see the difference in the way that she's spoken about when she's talking about having dark thoughts compared to how Caroline Flack has spoken about or a Love Islander. I guess it's different because Caroline Flack isn't here and Megan has made a claim in a TV interview. So he's probably thinking, you're an actress and you've made a claim in a TV interview, whereas this lady is not here anymore. I don't think there's any excuse for it. If someone's coming out and saying they're suicidal, I don't think there's any excuse to be saying anything. And the fact that he's got very different views when the people who are having those thoughts or have committed suicide are white. When that's happened, it's all be kind, be kind. But when they're not white and they're uh, they're half white, let's just put it that she's still half white, guys. Like you can still claim her a little bit for fuck's sake. For me, the way it feels is that if you're not fully white, then it doesn't matter if you've got suicidal thoughts. And that's the way it's coming across to me. And the last thing I wanted to say is I don't want to see any more videos or any, I don't want to see like any shenanigans from Kate and Wills doing stuff about mental health because you know they made it very very clear in that interview that no one in the palace has reached out to to Harry and Meghan since since they've left and since they've said that they wanted help for her thoughts or any of that stuff we know that the royals like always want to get behind a mental health campaign and i just i just want to say that the only campaign i want to see Kate and Will's doing are for deaf and blind because that was how they acted when they found out about all of this stuff and that's all i have to say on it the audacity of this man commenting on somebody else's mental health or experiences with racism are honestly beyond me i don't understand how a white man and someone like him can dare to comment on what is going on in someone else's life especially a woman of color like who are you and who do you think you are and the fact that he says his opinions so openly and he feels you know he doesn't show any not remorse but he's so confident where does this confidence come from i want to know and me and you were chatting before that like media institutions create monsters like me and you have worked with monsters before he's been enabled and it's been very very clear that he's been enabled and you know 
this month only, this isn't the first thing that's happened. Like literally a couple of weeks ago, mm. he was called out by Variety and all sorts of other media organizations for bullying freelancers, one of them being Adil Amini. I can imagine how he treats people who he works with, like, you know, the people who like just work around there. He tried to cancel Adil Amini on Twitter and encourage people to send hate his way. And, you know, he's been called out for that. And then there was an investigation at ITV and ITV distanced themselves from that, saying that Piers's views are not their views and Piers is a freelancer. So... But you're still enabling him by giving him a platform to speak. A hundred percent. So re reportedly this, he's only left because they asked him to apologise because they got 41,000 complaints from Ofcom. The audacity of him getting barely questioned and him walking off the show with the platform that he has. Like when he walked off, I was just like, fucking pussy. Like flapped it, mate, you flapped it. The way he dishes it about other people, when Alex Bearsford was coming with energy to him, it was very soft energy. It, it wasn't wild energy. It wasn't like crazy, energetic, like pow, pow, pow energy. It wasn't like, Piers, you little piece of shit. Da, 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 da. He wasn't coming with bars. He was coming like very gently like, okay, this is what's happening, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. And literally my man walks out, okay. Everything he is and everything he stands for makes me sick, if I'm honest. I look at a man like that and it actually makes me sick. You know, he's obviously racist. He's obviously a racist. <laughs> if you're from a whole channel whose motto about these things is be kind, how are they letting you go on air and say that? That's what doesn't make sense, right? The be, yeah, the be kind. You can't be one week be kind, the next week, uh, let's, be, let's be casually racist. But anyway, from this point, I just want to say thank you next to only being kind to white people. You should be kind to everyone. When we say be kind, we, we mean it to everyone. It doesn't just apply to white people. What would you like to say thank you next to? I want to say thank you next to giving people like him a platform though. Like Yeah, bye. Thank you next. So Hardeep, it says here Hardeep wants to talk about something too. This is a very uh, mysterious sentence. I wanted to keep it as a surprise, although it's not really it's a surprise. It's a surprise, a surprise. Raj always loves the meaty topics, don't you? The meaty. I'm vegetarian now. No, not the controversial really. ones. And I mean, there have been a lot during lockdown, so I mean, you can't blame you. This is what people are talking about. So, I mean, we can't ignore it. Unfortunately, something else happened. The Guardian posted an infographic and absolutely every single person I know on Instagram have been posting this information that... From a UN Women UK survey, that 97% of young women in the UK have been sexually harassed. This is absolutely no surprise to me, and it's not a surprise to probably to any woman out there. I'm not surprised, no, yeah. I mean, first of all, it's just shit. But other than that, what pissed me off even more is, you know how people talk about performative behaviour? I saw a very well-known grime institution post about this, sharing the findings of the survey and other people I knew were sharing that as well and I just felt like red hot inside when I saw it out of anger because the person who runs this I've had first-hand experience of them being a harasser and I've seen other girls online say similar things so when I was in the first year working in radio I did a radio documentary where I so this is when I didn't even know that a postcode in London, N means north. Like I honestly so new here, I didn't know that. I got sent in summer, it was like so hot, to this place 
in the middle of nowhere to go record an interview with this person. And that person made me feel very uncomfortable. They said very outlandish things to me. They offered me alcohol in the middle of the day. They was looking at my body, looking at me like I was a piece of meat and requested that I like took my hair down. It was in a bun. And they were like looking at my legs and stuff. I was wearing a skirt. I went there to record a documentary on my own, a documentary I'd pitched. I was so proud to do it. And this person made me feel like a slut. They made me feel disgusting. And to wake up today and obviously see this news, all this like bad news that's like going on, and then this, and then the, <laughs> this institution posting this performative post, it just made me sick. I was just like, for fuck's sake. So yeah, I just want to say thank you next to, um, why are you jumping on this shit and acting like you don't do it? Why are you acting like everything you do is not exactly what people are complaining about? That is my story. Do you know other people that have been like affected by this person? I think I've seen like murmurs. So it's just a matter of time before it comes out, really. Especially if this is the thing is like when people like that do performative posts, I think how it's made you feel, usually that sends a ripple to all those women that has happened to you. And it just takes one of them to open their mouth. And then the next one. Well, they have blocked the comments. And I did think maybe. Oh, that's interesting. But I have noticed on a lot of these more serious things that have been going on lately. Yeah. Racism and sexual assault and harassment. People have been blocking the comments. So maybe it's also a protection thing for like creators. I don't know. I do think like that once people like that who are guilty of those things start posting about those things and, it, and, and it's known that it's performative by a certain group of people, it literally takes one person to speak out. And then the next person's going to speak out. And then the next person's going to... And then that's it. And then it's like your downfall. So I just think like, yeah, good luck to you if you want to carry on pretending to be something that you're not because it's a matter of time until your shit is exposed, homeboy. So yeah, normally Raj brings the... Uh, normally Raj brings the vibes, but today I'm bringing the vibes. Today we both brung the vibes together. Today I didn't just come in and say thank you next to my croissant that got burnt in the oven. Today it's a double whammy. It? It's a dumb f double fucking vami there, man. Punch me in the face. Thank you. All right, so as you already know, it's a listener special today and we have got, I won't say our favourite listener because that's really bad. It is though, isn't it? <laughs> no, everybody is our favourite, but our fa oh, God. <laughs> the original favourite, the first favourite. The OG. Thank you, next listener. Erica is here. Up in the place. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And can I say, when you said Erica was coming, I was I was like, the Erica. Like, are you sure? Yeah. The Erica. The Erica. Oh, my God. When you guys have been shouting me out, yeah, I've been, like, driving in my car and actually, like, screaming on, like, dual carriageway because I've been like, oh, my God. It was when uh... when you were like, and if your name is Erica and you're from South London, I was just like, I almost crashed the car, I'm telling you. So it was a very important moment for me. <laughs> we were like looking for you we were like where is this girl she's not messaging us back we don't know where she is like how can we find her it's because i'm not really on socials so i'm never really like yeah and we were just talking about obviously one of the other things that you message us about is um being a pizza delivery woman and people laughing when you've delivered yeah. pizzas yeah i've had some real characters yeah i was just saying that maybe that's because you actually look so young they might be really confused and be like oh my god yeah but i've got younger guys that work with me you know like i'm 25 and i've got younger guys that are like 18 19 and they're delivering pizzas and they look like 
12 year olds do you know what I mean but uh, okay. no one's laughing at them they're just like yeah I got like a four pound tip and I'm coming back like Ooh. it's definitely a female thing like I think so I think so like guys come out in their boxes because they're expecting there to be a bloke you know they don't think that there's gonna be like a girl at the door so yeah so there is that but um you must see some mad shit though I see such weird shit such weird shit tell me tell oh what have you seen? okay so i've literally so it's been very clear on approach to walking towards the house like in the other room that there's like a steamy romantic situation going on okay okay so this is like one of the situations when a guy will come out in his boxes thinking i'll just get the pieces quick and get back to what i'm doing yeah so that's always like quite an interesting situation oh wow and like what i was telling you earlier when guys are just like oh yeah cheers mate and then they're like clock it's a girl and they're like i mean girl and like they just don't know how to like process it i've had um i've had a guy come to the door wearing like full wizard attire like a wizard hat oh wow like yeah literally oh wait maybe he was doing one of those zoom quizzes oh yeah that's it's possible i love that a bit of an older bloke but yeah maybe an older bloke fetish he had a wizard fetish yeah there's some there's some weird oh my god i love that shit that's quite cool though all right should we get on to your lesson yes Mm -hmm. so one taught me to listen to your gut yeah and listen to your intuition Mm. Mm. Sure. So tell us more about that. Okay, so I was in um I was in a relationship with a guy pretty much from like maybe like just before the first lockdown and you know I was in a play like a few months before and he saw me at this play and we met at an audition and he was like you know it kind of felt like it was meant to be like we vibed really really well but kind of straight off the bat I knew that something wasn't really right like he kind of made me feel very anxious all the time and kind of didn't really like big me up or like make me feel safe when you know I was really passionate about something and it kind of got to a point where like I was going to his house for the first time and he was cooking dinner for me and I was feeling really pressured to you know kind of sleep with this guy and I don't know I was kind of put in a situation where he kind of I wasn't really like pushing him off, but I was kind of like not really even rejecting him, but just kind of like playing it easy. You know, I traveled all the way up to North London, like I was quite far from home. And he kind of was like beefing me for not kind of sleeping with him, basically. And it got to a point where I did decide to, but more out of like um, a feeling that like I had to, like a transactional thing where it was like oh, okay well you've cooked dinner for me we're kind of on like a third date so therefore like this is like the role that I have to play this is what I have to do like really really weird things kind of like transpired from that so there was a situation where he kind of didn't really tell me about something that you should probably tell somebody that you're about to have sex with and it was something that I wish that I had had the chance to make a decision for before that happened and he didn't do that and then the news came out in the morning and then it was just like a really really long one thing after the other and like there were just so 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 many red flags and like I was saying that like Hardeep's talked about in like a previous episode where like you can feel like when your body is just like rejecting the energy of this person that you're around like you know like I didn't even realize until the breakup on New Year's Eve that like I had been just like my appetite had been gone for months because I was in a constant level of anxiety. You know, I was basically throughout the relationship, it kind of, it got to points where it became psychologically, emotionally, physically abusive. And throughout the state of the world and like being in a global pandemic, like things are so, so awful and you feel so kind of alone. And like there were points where, 
you know, if I was seeing friends regularly, like I would in normal life, maybe things wouldn't have gone as far as they did. And I wouldn't have been in that situation for as long as I was in it. It also didn't help that I kind of jumped into this relationship straight after being in a relationship with someone for like five years, you know. And I have this like little note that I've like, I put and I wrote up in my room that says, trust your gut. And every day I would wake up and I would look at that note and I would think like, why am I not? I'm not trusting my gut right now. Like I'm not listening to what I know is I know is right. And this guy was so like I know now in hindsight, he had a lot of personal issues, a lot of deep, deep, deep insecurities and a lot of narcissistic personality traits. And I only really clocked it after listening to um, FK Twig's interview with Louis Theroux because that like really, really spoke words and was quite heavy. But a lot of like similar scenarios, like this guy wouldn't, you know, let me speak to my platonic male friends. And there was a lot of talk about boundaries. And I think where that's skewed a lot of the time is that in this day and age, in this culture, people are like, I've got boundaries, don't don't pass them, you know? And his boundary was, he kind of voiced it in this way, which was, don't speak to your male friends, don't see them, don't, because that's not right, that's crossing the boundary. You know, obviously I wouldn't listen to that because it was wrong, and I would talk to my male friends. And then he'd be like, well, because you've done that, that now I can do this. And he'd, you know, do something that really passed like the moral compass. So he'd like speak to girls that he'd slept with before or, you know, he'd cheated on multiple people and he kind of... Did he like say, okay, because he did this, I'm now going to... Yeah, he was like, because you had such little respect for me, now I'm going to have little respect for you, you know? And it's just... So I think like that kind of stuff, you know, they call it gaslighting, don't they? And at the time... I knew that it was wrong, but it's like when me and my family were watching EastEnders and we're watching like a guy beating up his wife, right? And my family like, why doesn't she just like leave him? Yeah. And I feel like for the first time, I like finally have understood like why. And like for me, a big part of it was that I was too afraid to be on my own. But then the flip side of that is like now, and this is like when I wrote into your guys' podcast, right? Because I was listening to you guys uh, at like the peaks. So I, I think I literally searched up like breakup podcast or something in the Apple podcast on like the beginning of January because this breakup happened on New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. wow. And I kind of like was listening to all of you guys and I was obviously delivering my pizzas and then I've been working as a COVID tester and like nothing was going my way. It was just like, and I don't know if you remember the beginning of January, but it was just like grey, cold, like just shit for weeks, right? And then they announced another lockdown. Yeah. Oh, man moving on from there and like speaking to friends more so than ever before things have finally kind of been on the up and like I keep being told like healing is not linear yeah so like there'll be bad days and stuff but you know I'm like coping with it yeah healing is definitely not linear 100% no what have you done to sort of protect yourself now because I know obviously you've mentioned narcissism and with narcissists they tend to not really want to let that feeling of control go because a lot of it is about control. Now, everything he was saying to you yeah, exactly. about boundaries, that was actually about him controlling you like and not talking to other guys. Like, that's not a boundary. That's a control issue. That The next thing he would have said is stop talking to your female friends. Do you know what I mean? It would like constantly be... So how have you cut that guy out of your life so like I said the breakup happened on New Year's Eve which he probably planned on purpose because they want you to remember that every New Year's Eve do you know what I mean such a little shit they're very they're psychopaths you know what we're gonna give you a new memory on New Year's Eve a hundred percent we're gonna do a New Year's Eve special no 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 we're doing a thank you next party we're gonna do a thank you next 
New Year's Eve party. Hey. Why are we going to be on Zoom? Hopefully COVID will be dead. Hopefully yeah, COVID so. will be dead. We're going to create yeah, some of course new memories on New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah fuck that shit. Fuck anyway, that sorry. shit. Good. Sorry, Brad, what was your question? <laughs> no, I was just saying, like, how do you how do you now, oh, yeah. like, how have you got rid of him? Because, like, usually they're quite hard to get rid of, like... Uh, okay, well, I mean, I obviously, like, did the basics. Like, I knew this was a very toxic person, so I just cut him out my life completely. Like, luckily, actually, because of COVID, we didn't actually get to meet a lot of each other's mates, so our lives weren't really entwined in that sense. Oh, uh, you know what? That is the biggest gift. Yeah. That is honestly the biggest gift, not having lives entwined. Yeah. Uh, when I was younger... You know, you, I find like you can reinvent yourself a lot more when you're younger. You know, you go to college, you go to sixth form, you get a new set of mates or you, I don't know, you go on one night out and you greet, meet one group of people and you just, you, when you're done with them, you're just like, bye, see you later. And there's no, that you don't have to, there's no, what's the word, like fallout from mm, that. There's no baggage that you're carrying. Yeah, like you can yeah. just be a new person. Okay, that's good. I'm glad. Yeah. So that is, that is good to sense. Like I've obviously blocked him on stuff and not out of like a not in a even a petty way it's just like I know for me if I see something come up you know mm. I could be put back in a state where I'll have like a panic attack or I'll be stressed or whatever and I just I'd rather just like focus on myself so it honestly sounds like you're doing so great though like we were saying to you like at the, at the start when we were just chatting to you that you, you seem in great spirits I'm saying to you like how good your hair looks I'm not <laughs> saying it's about hair but you look like you're taking care of yourself you got a carpet on the wall you know what I mean <laughs> living your best life so Erica is Russian and we learned that they have carpets on the wall there and she's got this fancy <laughs> floral red carpet it's a, it's, it's a Polly Wilton it's a Polly Wilton we know that according Raj's to my dad, dad is a carpet salesman dude yeah oh yeah yeah um but it sounds like you have been like you know doing a lot of reading and thinking and all of that yeah. about this and like you said um you've thought about why you went from one relationship to another and i you know what's interesting because i find this too and it's like a dangerous place i know for myself to be in when you forget it's actually so much better to be on your own than be with someone who's like a headache but for some reason, your mind tricks you into thinking that it's better to be in this than it is to be alone. I don't know if that's like society things or like thinking you have to be certain place by certain age or... It might just be that thing. Remember like what Kalechi and those guys were saying a couple of episodes, well, last episode, just that everyone wants to be loved mm. and like we all want that, we all want to buy into that idea of the one and yeah, yeah, yeah. all of that. So you're kind of like, oh my God. And it's like what you said, you were like, you met and he was super encouraging. It was at a theatre event. Like he must have been really nice in the beginning. He must have love bombed you. Yeah, absolutely. Oh wait, no, you said he wasn't encouraging. No, I mean, obviously as the relationship progressed but obviously at the beginning like yeah and remember like we were talking about love bombing previously I actually read up on it properly because I was like did I even explain it properly but mm. it's it's when someone puts you on such a high in the beginning but then they will break you down just as much and then they'll put you back on that high again but then they'll break you down again so it's like you're constantly yeah. in this place where you're just being bombed for sure like there were points where I was like really really struggling like having like panic attacks and he'd you know literally like block me and turn off his phone and then blame me for like passing the boundary do you know what I mean it's mad this sounds like my ex this is actually and I said this to you as well over our emails and stuff but this is textbook behavior I will send you the books that I've read because you're gonna laugh you're just gonna be like wow this guy literally didn't have a, a personality he just he's an, a textbook narcissist it's so sad but like one thing about narcissism is that you can't cure it and he's never going to be able to have a relationship. This is if he is a narcissist, which he sounds like he's this is just who he is for life. So you've done really, really well, like not to stick in there and, you know, 
don't have any thoughts of like, oh, did I do the right thing or whatever, whatever. You clearly have done the right thing. You've got out. And yeah, it didn't sound like you had much of a great time with him anyway. Yeah, that's the thing. Like literally after the breakup, I had to, because obviously you're, you're, you feel quite lonely after a breakup. I literally wrote a list of every reason why he wasn't the one. And every time I felt lonely or like I missed him, or I'd remember like a positive thing, I'd read this list back. And I even like read it to a couple of my mates as well, just so they, they could remind me when I was like, oh man, maybe I should yeah. text him or whatever. Like, yeah. And yeah, like it's it's just done like the world of good. I do the same thing. I look at old WhatsApps. Like I look at our last few WhatsApps and they're so mean, guys. Like you just, you're like, wow, how did I let someone talk to me like that? Like this is insane. But you do feel a gap when someone's gone though, isn't it? And then sometimes you're like, oh yeah, but maybe. And then you remember the good times. It's so annoying. I heard before that like relationship people, they say, when someone leaves your life, you have like highlights reel stuck on your head. But you know what it is? It's habit. Like a mate of mine said this to me. She was like, it's just because he he was your habit. Like you text him when you had no one else to text or like about the like the stupid little things that you kind of, if when you're single, you just like live your life on your own. When you wake up in the morning, you think, oh, I'll text him. Like it's just habit. And as soon as that habit goes, like giving up smoking, like it's actually okay. Like I was so terrified of being alone and now I'm like achieved more than I had the whole time I was with him. So it's just... Yeah, and that's just the beginning, babe. You've got a long way to go. You've got a long way to go You are yet. smashing it. Um, this is just the beginning. And I was actually going to say that, like, it was really funny because my narcissist ex was saying to me, after two weeks of me not talking to him because I moved back home, moved out of where I was with him, um, he was like, oh, I'm scared that you're getting used to being without me. Isn't that such a strange thing to say to someone? I feel like I understand that, though. Like, that someone gets used to you not being there and then they why then they'll re then they'll realize your shit and they don't need that because they'll realize your shit <laughs> you know they don't need you it's such a strategic way of thinking like oh i've left her alone for two weeks she hasn't seen me or spoken to me for two weeks now she's not gonna she's gonna realize that she's better off without me and it's just like no i have i did think that i've thought that about a few people that they realize that they're better oh. off without me what that they're better off without you like yeah a couple people couple people yeah aren't you better off without them though yeah 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 but a few people are definitely better off about me as well also I did want to pick up on what you said about um it stuck in your mind when I mentioned about like not being able to eat and things like that this actually kind of similar thing happened to me this week so I went somewhere this week and I had a very (laughs) great time and just as I was about to begin my journey home I bumped into an old flame and I'd been out for a while and I was, yeah, so I hadn't eaten for a while and my blood sugar level does get a bit low and I was a bit tired, but I bumped into this person and instantly, yeah, I'd been cold all day. I'd started sweating. I could feel like sweating and I could feel my body shaking like inside and I rang Raj. I tried to explain the like physical reaction I'd had to seeing this person. I get very frustrated every time it happens because it kind of like takes over and I'm like in a, I don't know, it's like a- A state. A state, yeah. Like I don't want to say like a sunken place, but it's kind of like feels like a shadow is like over my, it's like a dark cloud has like come over and the sunshine has gone. And that's how it feels when I come around this person every single time. Every time it happens, I'm like, do I go to therapy about this? What the hell do I do? I don't know. I have before. And this is when you were saying as well, like, healing isn't linear this is gonna has kept happening and uh, there's nothing i can do about it 
other than control my reaction. You can, yeah, but there are times where you can't, but you've got to remember it's time as well. Every time you do it, think about the first time you saw this person to this, which is probably the seventh or eighth time or more, yeah? That first reaction must have been so much stronger than this reaction. So I do think with time, it's going to get less and less and less. Less hope Do you know what I mean? Less hope Yeah, of course. But this does frustrate me a lot because when I'm like, I wish I wouldn't have these feelings anymore and I didn't come across this person. But it does. It just happens and happens and happens. But yeah, it is a bit poo. But I fully feel you with that. The body is saying, no, no, stay away. And I am staying away as much as, much as I can. But then Erica, like obviously going back to like you, like and this situation. So how are you going to recognize about that intuition thing with the next person? Definitely the first thing is making sure like me as a person on my own, I am strong enough. And that means for me personally, following like the so the pillars that are important in my life so keeping my sleep in order keeping my food my exercise like having therapy like you know keeping um social with like friends and things like all of that like keeping good relationships with family like keeping all of that sturdy and as like a basis to everything that happens so that when I do meet somebody next which I know I will like Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'll be able to give so much more of myself. I don't know. And and also, like, I'll be able to recognise that straight away. Like, I'll be able to feel, like, if my body's like, mm, no, it's not really, it's not really right. Like, I'll be able to see it. I'll be able to feel it. And I'll just, I'll, I need to follow it. Because now I've actually been on my own and I will be on my own for a lot longer. And I made myself a thing. I was like, by next year, I'm still going to be single. Like, I don't care who I meet. Like, I just, I have to be. And I know that now that I've done it once, I'll be able to do it again. I know that sounds so dumb because I'm in my mid-20s, but, like, Honestly, like, I haven't been single in my 20s, so it's just, like... It's a healthy goal to set, though, do you not think? To be, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, I'm not really going to meet that many people because the world's still yeah, a bit... Yeah, you're in a you pandemic. Know, and even after things open up, like, people aren't going to be, I don't think, as social as they were before, so... No, people are going to forget how to be social. Like, it's not a... For real. We're... Even talking to you guys, I'm like, oh, my, my words aren't coming out no, right. Like, what's are. going on? <laughs> They are. They're fine. Like there's no, there's not been one stumble or one like stutter or anything. Uh, but I was gonna say, like, have there been any other? Looking back on it now, knowing what you know, have there been any other situations in your life where you've not really tapped into that intuition and it was trying to like tell you something? I mean, yeah. Like even when I was in in my relationship for five years, like that should have ended a lot sooner than it did, you know. And it stayed because we were like you know living together and stuff and. 
in the end he ended up moving out and I was living on my own and not being able to afford to pay rent and like it's just like I think relationships are really hard when when you're young like especially because like I'm a real romantic as well so I'm always like this this one's the one like this is the one I'll get married I'm gonna have my kids with this person and it's just like I say that too I say that about everyone I think it but I don't say it out loud <laughs> because I don't I think it's embarrassing to be that I, I was talking to my friend about this earlier I find that kind of behavior embarrassing so I pretend I'm not like that but really I am I'm, I'm, really not, I'm not embarrassing excuse me I find me. it really embarrassing I'm not gonna lie um because this is where I've been my entire life I look at girls who talk about marriage and kids and I'm like oh you're so embarrassing god but really deep down it, I I I think I'm thinking about it too but I just there's a part of me it's like a brick wall it's like pretending it's like pretend out projecting out to you that I'm a brick wall but really inside I'm a she but no I, me and Raj are also very uh we we romanticize things as well I mean I guess that's why you've got this podcast but yeah. <laughs> honestly you have no idea how much this is like if this is helping me this much as well that there's so many people your podcast is probably helping right now like people I can imagine if I listen to this when I was in that relationship it probably would have given me the strength to be able to leave it much sooner than I did. Single glow, man. I was, I always think about it every day. Like I'm like, shit. How much I've learned from being single and being on my own, just because I'm not wasting my time trying to make someone else happy. Not saying all relation. That's all relationships, but that's what I was doing, or like trying to make someone else love me instead of putting all that energy into them, trying to make them like me or whatever. Um, I've been focusing on my career and like you said, eating, exercising. And so have you, like you've got your audition tomorrow, like mad. It's not an audition. Oh, sorry, not audition. Sorry, you've got your... Homie, she got the role. She got, you got the, the role. role. Sorry, sorry. Erica's sorry, sorry, out sorry. here doing big things, okay? No, 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 I know, I know. Sorry. She got the slip. role. <laughs> uh, slip up, slip up. This so if you guys know, don't know. know, Erica is an actress and tomorrow she's going to be in a commercial, honey. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because this is what happens when you get out of that unhealthy relationship. And I have to say, like, hey. when it happened to me... <laughs> I wasn't even putting a lot of energy into myself, but things just came to me. It was weird, like work projects and things like that just started coming to me. So I think it just goes to show about, it's, it's like about vibes, isn't it? Like when there's bad vibes around you or there's like some sort of restriction that you're not even, you don't even realize is there. The minute it's gone, maybe this could sound so corny, but maybe it's just the universe like giving you back what you've put out. I don't know. That doesn't sound corny at all. I think 100%. Like when I was in this relationship, I wasn't, yeah. I was hardly making any money because I was only working my very small part-time job so that I wasn't, so that I could have time to see him. And then when we broke up, I got another job. I feel like girls always do this, you know. I know I've done this and my friends have done this. They will plan their work around the other person, but the other person doesn't do it back. Won't plan their work around you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they're like, you fit into whenever, kind of. And then the girls are a bit more like planning. Yeah, it's another lesson to learn, isn't it? That yeah. you have your goals, they have their goals. You guys come together in your spare time regardless. Mm. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And like now since I've been able to work and he's been out of the picture, I've been saving up enough money to be able to afford rent for moving out to Brighton, which is what I've wanted to do like my whole Amazing. life. And he was never going to do it with me. Do you know what I mean? And like... Now I'm going to do it on my own in like a few weeks time. So and that's I'm just amazing. Like, <sighs> so, so Erica, obviously we've heard a lot about this story and the importance of listening to your gut. So what are you saying thank you next to? I think I'm saying thank you next to not trusting yourself, not trusting your gut, not trusting that you can do things on your own, not trusting that you can be your own hero, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
own hero yeah I love that I love that that's that's a really important lesson because I think that is maybe that is what it is like we're always waiting for a hero to come along and be part of our story when we don't realize that we are the hero we are the main character we are the lead we are Mm -hmm. the Buffy and everyone else are just vampires I need to be slayed (laughs) (laughs) and we slay ourselves also in a different meaning of the word. So, because I slay. I love it. So, Erica, what are your plans after your commercial? <laughs> um, I mean, there's not really that much to do at the moment, but have a little celebration on my own. <laughs> Probably. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep doing, just keep doing what I'm doing, and I'll be in Brighton soon and just, yeah. Live, live every day. I'm so excited for you, man. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. I can't for wait to catch up with you when you're when you're like. Oh, there, we want to come to the housewarming. So We're gonna have a housewarming. Oh. Yeah. oh my god, you have to come. You absolutely have to. It'll be on the beach. We'll have a bonfire. Oh my god. Oh, you can pick what we should come with as our housewarming present, either carpet or antiques. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be either one of the two. <laughs> Your dad needs to hook us yeah, up, I'll please. Tell him, I'll, tell him. I'll see what's in his warehouse and stuff. I'll be like, I want that one. That one. That's so funny. <laughs> Oh my God, please do, please. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Erica. Thank you so much, honestly. Thank you, next. So we have Maxine on the podcast. Hello, Maxine. Hello. Thank you for listening to us and uh, sending us your lesson. Oh, no worries. Love the podcast, guys. So Maxine dropped into my DMs with a very bold, I really fancy you. I was drunk, okay? Oh, wow. Does that normally work for you? Do you is that your um, I don't think I've ever really done that before, to be honest. I admired the confidence. I didn't actually think you'd reply, so I just thought, you know what? Oh, wow. I actually thought you were a troll and it was a joke. I was like, oh, this person's trolling me. Right, so Maxine, we are going to get into your lesson. So one taught me. To get off Tinder or any dating apps. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I I agree actually, but go on. Yo. We'll get into it. Why? Why? Maxine, why do you think? Like, I'm not against, like, if, if people meet on Tinder, that's fine. I don't have, I'm not like, oh, I want to meet someone in real life. I just think it's weird. Like, if you're happy in yourself, you don't need someone else. And it's weird that you actively look for someone else. But if you are happy and someone just comes along, I think that's how you should, like, find a partner. I find myself with dating apps of like going into a hole like if it's there it's kind of like instagram isn't it you use it because it's there and then you're looking because it's there and then you're scrolling kind of like consuming people like junk food it's it there's something weird about it i think though it's really bad for your self-esteem but also it can give you like really like highs and lows of self-esteem and it's just like, it's not healthy, I don't think. I think it depends on how you use it. And if you're using it like Instagram, I think that's not how we're supposed to use a dating app. But I get what you're saying about, you know, it's weird to actively look for someone. But I think if you're like hung up on it and you're checking daily, I don't think it's something that should be checked daily. I think it's something that should just be there. It's there. You're being happy living your life. And then you check in on it a couple of times a week, maybe, and be like... Yeah, but does anyone do that? I find it hard. Yeah, I do that. I do that. Wait, so how do you consume it then? Because I, I find it hard to have that balance. I would literally be on it like all the time and I'd be like thinking about it all the time. Yeah, I think that's probably what needs to go, like the being on it all the time and thinking about it all the time. And Yeah, but when it's there, you know you're going through people's phone. You're on someone's phone. Your face is going to appear on someone's phone. How can you not check? 
It's like reading bad comments about yourself. How can you not check when you know it's there? You just create those boundaries within yourself and how you use it. It's like how people restrict their social media time. Like, so if you are happy with yourself, really, you should just be checking in on that here and there, not like spending whole hours and hours on it. Because that is what I was doing as well in the beginning, but it was lockdown when I joined. But yeah, I was getting really obsessed. And then like when I would match with people and they wouldn't message me back, I would get really pissed off. And everyone was like, you need to check yourself, Raj. People don't message people back immediately. Blah, 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 blah. And all of this. I should. I fucking should, mate. Yeah, but they could do. They're just playing games. Like, yeah, when you've got an addictive personality, it's hard. I think it's made to be addictive. Like, I, I would literally get obsessed with it. But now that I don't have it on my phone, I just don't really care. And like, I'm just having fun. So do you feel happy now on your own? Yeah. But if I had it, I know that it would make me feel shit just because people don't message you back or people don't like match you or... Well, they're missing out, mate. But have you tried other apps? Because I think I think Tinder is a shithole right now. It is just a fuck fest. Like people are there searching for someone to have a threesome with. And whenever I go on there, I always find that like, couple accounts and they're like, I'm in a relationship, but we, me and my wife want someone to fuck. And it's like, homie, what are you doing on this app? Yeah. Like, uh. Wait, wait, wait. I think it's bad. It's quite thingy for your self-esteem, though. I always find girls have never matched me on dating apps, but, like, weirdo boys do. And I'm like, oh, God, it's always the weirdo boys. But then maybe you need to go on a different app, like an app that is specifically designed for... No, no, stay off apps. Yeah, just don't go on the app. No, but let's be real about it. Look, loads of people in relationships in this day and age meet on apps, so... Oh, yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing. My friend's married from it. I think you can be very successful on an app, but it is about how you use it and the boundaries you set within yourself. And it's like... How often do you use Instagram? Like, how often do you use your social media? Oh, okay, so you are an addict. Me too, sometimes. You're like, inject Come it. on, TikTok's <laughs> the most addictive. TikTok is so addictive. Yeah, but even then, like, I do set limits for myself on TikTok because I realised... I had to delete TikTok because I was just wasting, like, four hours on it. And you don't even realise. TikTok is properly made to be addictive. No, I was going to say that I think being in a relationship is actually such an effort unless it's actually worth it. So you sent a message about being in a relationship and not feeling like pressure that you weren't allowed to like do your own thing can you just explain that a little bit like my friend my best friend actually said that she was like this is it like when you haven't spoken to me this whole time so I don't think we're gonna be like friends ever again and my mom and my sister were genuinely gonna come and pick me up from like they were gonna drive like three hours to come and pick me up because they thought I was in (laughs) in an abusive relationship it wasn't abusive it was just kind of like I genuinely was so scared to do anything like talk to my family or my friends because she would be she would say you don't like me enough to not miss your family or your friends and then every time if I if I even tried to like speak to them she'd get so upset that we'd stay up till like four in the morning and I'd just end up agreeing with whatever she said just so I could go to sleep I just had to like cut out everyone else just to speak to her and like do everything with her did she live with you she was like living in bristol so i just went to stay with her but every time i wanted to go home i'd be like oh it's my mom's birthday like there had to be a reason for you to go home yeah and there'd be like a huge to do about it and it'd end up in tears and it was just it was a bit crazy how did you get out of that it was so hard the longer I was staying, like, the further I was getting myself into it. And I had to keep saying stuff to reassure her that wasn't true. Like, going to be together forever, blah, blah, blah. And, like, she's the only one and I'll, like, never love anyone again. I would have to say this. Otherwise, we would literally, we'd probably be up all night. And it was just horrible. I hated doing it. But I was just like, I don't know what to do. 
And then one day I was just like, I feel trapped. I just felt so trapped that I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Well, we were talking about this like, similar kind of sitch. We're talking about abusive relationships and FK Twigs of the week. And we we're talking about how people think, oh, that a person to get into that situation has got to be like young or it's, they've got to be weak. But it's it's kind of like like what you read, uh, what you said, Raj, with the like frog situation. It's like a sliding scale, isn't it? It starts one way, slowly gets worse and worse and worse, and then before you know it, you're in like just a really shit situation. You said about love bombing that people they they show the best of themselves, don't they, beforehand? I don't know. No, I think we both like fell quite fast. It was quite an intense relationship at the start. There were a few, there were a few signs now that, like, she never wanted to meet my friends and I really wanted her to meet my friends, but she would always be, like, just resistant to it. And every time she came out to my house, she'd be like, oh, your family's so nice. Like, I don't want to come around because it makes me feel bad about my family. And if we went to my house, she'd be in such a foul mood and it would just be awkward, so. Everything you have said makes it sound like she's so insecure. Like, the fact that she can't even be happy for you having a nice relationship with your family. That's insane. I feel so happy for you that you're out of that situation now and you can let see it for what it is with some perspective yeah all all my my family were like you haven't spoken to us they thought that I'd just completely neglected them and all my friends were like you just don't speak to us anymore and it's scary isn't it when one person like kind of takes over your life and then everyone else like that that we said that before about like abusers and abusive relationships cut you off from everyone else and then that's all you've got left and then you feel like you're fucked without them if I was in a relationship with someone I'd love them to be involved with my friends and my family like that would be perfect I would never want to like cut myself off from everyone yeah that's because you're looking at it from a healthy perspective but like she probably wasn't the last thing she said she left like my clothes on at the end of her driveway and I was like I'm here and like because she she made me drive to Manchester to come get them I said I'm here and she said oh they're at the end of the drive and then we never spoke again it's probably for the best though you don't want to you don't want to because any little opening could go down a hole what do you think you learned from being in that relationship red flags yeah what are your red flags now just like not being open to like meeting friends and family or being really not controlling but just like wanting that person all to yourself i would love to meet if i was in a relationship with someone i'd love to meet their like friends and family it's kind of like she was creating codependency between you two and being like, you know, you have to be my everything. I have to be your everything and no one can yeah, be anything else in your life, which, yeah, it's like, I think that is a warning sign if someone's trying to do that. I was like, the, you make me happy, but I'm, there's obviously other things that I need in my life to make me happy. How long has it been since this relationship? Last summer. It, then I met someone else, but, I, but we're not together anymore. So it moved on quite quickly. Wait, and you're single now? Single now. Back on the apps? No, wait, not on the apps. No. Okay, well, Raj, you can find it. We should do some market research, actually, and find out if there's an app that's got time limits on it. That's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'll have a look and see if there are any. Like, all of my notifications for those apps are off because I just don't... If someone's messaged me, I don't want to know. They don't have my number. They don't have that privilege to message me and, you know, for me to know. So I just keep my app notifications off and then I check it, like, four times a week max that's really that's good willpower that i don't have any willpower you'll get it man it'll get there you'll get there and then you'll just be like you'll be like oh it's fine whatever like um but i think tinder is trash by the way like get off tinder man like oh yeah but i don't know i think for like heterosexual relationships it definitely is okay is it is it different i don't know i think i don't think it's as bad for like gay people Really? I think boys on dating apps just in general are just a bit 
Oh, wow. I had this one girl, yeah. Oh, my days. Her entire aesthetic was not bothered. So this person matches me and like starts a conversation. Give me one word answers with full stops on the end. And I just goes, I sent her Ariana Grande lyric actually, or quote, that was something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that was like. What did you send her? Somewhere where Ariana says, like, if you put no effort in or you put what you get, you're going to get back. And then she goes, uh, who uses Twitter? And I was like, uh, it's, I just screenshot any Ariana Grande. <laughs> she's so irritating i was like why are you putting yourself in a space and this is the energy you're giving me yeah sorry i'm not i'm not gonna wade through that i ain't got time yeah no one's got time for that so maxine what are you saying thank you next to i'm saying thank you next to dating apps and people not supporting you in relationships yeah fuck them off mate yeah fuck Fuck them off those people and also, if you're on a dating app and you're looking for a threesome, <laughs> go and I'm sure there's an app specifically for threesomes. I think there is. Like, why are you guys out here like trying to... Yeah, I want to know the success rate of couples looking for threesomes on Tinder. Oh, well, I guess what it is, is say people who haven't fully decided, yeah, it like plants a seed, doesn't it? It's like, oh, their existent plants a seed. Although it wouldn't plant a seed with me because I'm not, I'm all right, but... I actually matched someone by accident who wanted a threesome and then when I was drunk I like carried it forward but then woke up the next day and was like I have to put an end to this. Yeah it shit me to be honest I'd be too scared. (laughs) Oh my god you do a lot of these uh, drunk texting situations. Yeah you said you were going to be drunk today I was kind of scared. I said to Raj. I know I really shouldn't go on my phone. Maxine, thank you so much for joining us on Thank You Next. Will you come back again? Yeah, definitely. I loved it. I loved it. Next time I'll be less nervous. Thank you, Next. I hope that the next time we speak to Maxine that she's told us that she's been on dating apps and she's been killing it on them. You know what I mean? Mate, on the free somewhere else, probably. Props. Okay, so our next listener lesson is coming from Sana, who DM'd us this week. Uh, how you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you guys? We're really excited to have you on. Thanks for joining us. We're going to get into this now. So, Sana, one taught me. One taught me uh, to never date mommy's boys. This is such a relatable topic. So I would love for you to take the stage right now, main stage, tell us what is going on with mommy's boys. Right, I don't know what it is. Like, I have a big forehead. It's probably written on there somewhere. Like, so what is it? <laughs> Foreheads are meant to be bare attractive though, isn't it, Rihanna? Literally, but like, okay, somewhere on here is written like, oh, if you're a mummy's boy, like, subscribe here because I don't understand, right? And it makes me sound like a really bad person because obviously what you want in a guy is someone that's family orientated, like you want someone that's like, knows about your family. But what is it with me attracting guys that like, they have like mummy issues, <laughs> like in such a weird way? Like, okay, the story that I have to say is basically, I was with this guy, right? And oh my goodness it was valentine's day and he was like yeah i've got you some stuff but like uh when i meet you like uh and i was like what is it spit it out and he was just like uh maybe i'll give it to you another day and i was like okay like well maybe it's gonna be like a big surprise or something it was said that his mom didn't see everything that he had bought me because already the valentine's day heart shaped chocolates had already been the issue in the house and i was like oh my god i was like you know like you can give your mom this stuff like really i don't care so then i just like at the end of the day like like put in a box all these chocolates and I was like here give this to your mum so he gave them to his mum and his mum was like oh nice to see that you thought about me and I was like he passed your present on 
as his own. Yeah, no, as in like, I don't know what he ended up saying to his mum in the end because I wasn't there for that conversation. But I was like, hey, you could just give her some. And he gave her some because he had them. And I was like, that is not right. And then like, there was a whole host of issues with the mum and, and him. And I was like, it's game over. Not going to work. Did the mum know that you existed in her son's... Yeah, from the, from like day three. From day three she knew so basically what we're getting at here is that this woman had issues that her son had another woman in his life yeah big issues and um she was feeling insecure that he was buying you chocolates for valentine's day and she wanted him to buy her chocolates for valentine's day and this is yeah yeah, you know what this is a real issue like because i feel exactly the same as you i would love someone who's family orientated and has all of that side of them but by god like Mummy issues. This is a real, real problem for brown boys. Because I've experienced mm. this. Mm, mm. I've experienced the same thing. I've experienced literally the same thing as you. And it's like, if something's done for me, then it's like, oh, you did that for her. Or if I bought something for our place, she would be like, oh, she's bought that for her place. So then he would go and buy her the same stuff. What the fuck? And it was just really weird. And it was just like, are you not happy that your son's like? basically got this great woman right now in his life uh who is raising his vibrations and you know sorting his life it's like out. they're scared of losing them in it they are scared but at the same time it's also the son the son has yeah. this mad like oedipus, oedipus, oedipus complex where they're like there's a weird vibe going on it's almost like they want to they don't want to let go of their mum either in that in the way of she's the woman in his life. It's like, I'm not saying let go of your mother, but they're like, that's the woman in my life. Um, but it's like, no, no, no. The woman you marry is the woman in your life and your mum is your mum. Imagine thinking like your dad and you're like doing the same with your dad and you're, if you're, that's so weird. Do you then also see the issue? Like if you voice that like, oh, I don't want someone that's like so attached to their mum, automatically you're like this toxic woman. Like they, have you ever seen this like, debate that comes up every month on twitter yeah would you let your mum sit in the front or your girl sit in the front and like all the guys are like if my girl has a problem with it and it's like no girl has a problem with it but like there's like a no yeah because it's like no no girl would say yeah your mum's sitting in the back like jump to the back because who would do that but then it's like it's like a principal thing like a guy should know like the fine line like it's so weird but guys automatically like if you voice that well I'm talking about Asian guys from my experience if you voice that like oh you should have a balance like you should know how to treat them differently the boy's like no like you're toxic no boy no one will ever come into my house like that and I'm like yeah sorry I was having this chat with my trainer so he's married and he used to live with his mum, obviously. And then when he got married, he moved his wife into the house. He was telling me that his mum was acting really weird with his wife, like, which usually happens with brown households. And that she was being like... Which is annoying. Why Why is it a thing? Why? I think it, it's misogyny, isn't it? It's basically the patriarchy. And it's how that whole thing is set up within um, brown families. But um, she would be really funny with him. And he literally was like, he said to her straight and he was like, Mum... You are my mother and that will never change for me. But this woman, my wife, she is my future. Yeah. So don't mess with us because if you do, I'm moving out. I'm taking her and I'm moving out. And his mum carried on doing it. So he was like, I took her and I moved out. And he was like, once I moved out and there were those boundaries in place, my mum started acting normal again. See, I know someone who had those, a mom acting up and the person moved out. But when the person moved out, the boundaries were not in place at all. The per- the the shit kept happening, and the son kept doing the 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 shit that was going on before. So it was like even being in a new place 
Because if the guy is not there, like, backing you up... Yeah, if the guy isn't backing you, straight up. Um, and that's the same thing that happened to me and my ex, like... Well, it's like the whole Prince William and Meghan thing. I know, from a brown perspective... <laughs> so it literally relates to yeah. that. From a brown perspective, that was so hard to watch because it's like... This is literally what brown, like brown mothers act like they are the queen. And it's like what I say goes and you can't fuck with no one. If you're bringing someone into this family, she better wash the dishes. She better not speak back to me. She better not do this and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, homie, like the world's changed. The world you grew up in, the world you got married in, that doesn't exist anymore. And women can speak now. We can have our own minds. One of my best friends is Christian. And in the Bible, there's actually a passage that says, when you get a wife, it's actually a sin to live in your like parents' house, your family house. You should, you have to move out and start a new life with your wife. And I'm just like, dude, like how, why are we holding on to these weird backwards ideals? And yeah, why are people trying to make out like when you say, I don't want a mummy's boy, that it's a toxic thing. Like it's not, all we mean by that is we want someone who's going to put us first. That's it. There's nothing wrong with that if you're getting if you're in a relationship, actually, even if you're in a partnership, like if you guys are renting a place out together, why would you not put each other's needs first? Like what? It's bizarre. The other thing I wanted to bring up as well is though, guys who think their entire personality is, oh, I'm friends with my mom. And and girls think they're like, oh, he likes his mom. So you yeah, automatically so think, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. That's so, so cute. Sweet. Yeah. But there might still be an absolute arsehole. And just because they said the one line of, oh yeah, uh, I'm mates with my mom. You think you forget all the bad things. Like I've seen it, you always see it on like reality shows as well. And also like celebrity reality shows, celebs go dating. And I've seen it in real life as well, where a guy has said to me that, you know, he tells me, he expresses to me how much he likes his mom and relies on his mom and da 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 da. Um, you know, that relationship is really important. And as an, like an idiot, I'm like, oh, that sounds like a bit of me, forgetting the fact that they're like probably like a narcissist and a dickhead but they just have some weird obsession with their mum. I don't know, it's fucking weird. And their mum has that obsession back with them. Yeah, it is such a weird obsession. And I, I don't know, I feel like the the less a guy talks about something, the more he kind of is that person. Like if a guy says like, I'm a really good cook, yeah, I'm probably going to guarantee like he can't cook. Like he just puts like rosemary on everything, put some Cajun spice and that's what he calls cooking. Like or if a guy says like, oh, I'm not a liar. Like I don't lie about anything. Like you're probably like the biggest liar that there is. So I was like, if a guy sits there and he just won't say things like big statements like that, you're probably a good guy. Like you probably are actually the guy that I want. What are the signs then that a guy is a mommy's boy? How do you know? Okay, like so many things. Oh my God. Basically, like we would, if we'd have an argument, obviously like I'm not going to be, shouting in my house like it's probably gonna be at night I'm probably gonna be like you stupid like that and his mum would be on the other side and be listening through the door and admit that she that like she heard last night like she was standing there listening and he would be like yeah my mum heard everything last night like she was saying like I shouldn't have said this you shouldn't have said that and I was like like do you understand how weird that is like if if me and my sister are, like having issues like with our relationships in the house yeah my parents will just know and they'll be like yeah okay whatever like because they know we're at that age like but also living in the house, so this stuff happens. His mum would listen, and then she would, like, make comments and be like, it's not good, like, you should tell her that she shouldn't say these things to you. And I was like, this, it, this ain't it. <laughs> like, it's, it was so bad. There's a point between, like, being protective and overprotective. I would, my parents sitting there listening to me, like, 
having a conversation weird i mean giving you feedback after it happened okay you can't blame a parent for doing that but like yeah like if i asked my parents input like we had this argument this is what he said this is what i said and my parents were like yeah well you were in the wrong and he's in the wrong then yeah like i asked you for that but my parents also realized that we're growing up like we're gonna say stupid things we're gonna be stupid and like get into stupid relationships and then we're gonna be fine and then and it's gonna be game over but like like one time i think the guy i'm talking about he was like playing my instagram story and obviously like i'd posted like a video of myself and his mom was like she shouldn't post those things i fucking hate that like she shouldn't she shouldn't post things like that and i was like it was so harmless like i was getting ready to go to an event and he was like yeah my mom said you shouldn't post that but then this this does show you like it's it's kind of a good thing because it tells it shows you what you're getting like she's shown who she is and now you see and you're like, oh, actually, I don't want to be involved in that. Yeah. yeah. And he's like agreeing with that by being like, oh, you sh- my mum said you shouldn't post it. So that what he's trying to say is I don't want you posting it either because my mum said. Um, whereas a regular guy who has a healthy relationship with his mum would have been like, my mum said this. And I was like, homie, you need to chill the fuck out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not all of us have that relationship with our parents where it's like what they say goes. Like, we question it. We have healthy conversations about it. I think it's where that thing where there's no questioning, where it's like, my parents said this and that's it. So that's Bible. We've got to abide by these rules. No, man. If you can't think for yourself, then that's absolutely fine. Live with your mum all your life and please her. And, you know, you guys please each other mutually, however you want to... You have sex with her if you need... If you, if you want to suck the teat, you suck the teat. Like, ew, um, ew. you know, so... Literally, that is what it is. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people have this thing of like, oh, it's okay, they'll just marry someone. They'll, they'll marry someone from back home. Mate, the girls back home... On, the make The girls back home are 10 times more sassy than we are. So I'm just like, try it. Also, I think that's really disrespectful. You know what? I've seen people who are wronguns, real fucking wronguns. And they, they, I don't know, they reach an age and then they go and marry someone back home. And I just think, you are so irresponsible. How dare you go and marry someone who's probably clueless to what you are? Your whole family know what you're like, yeah? And they're all enabling you to go marry this, like, not not poor as in ain't got money, but like this poor, like, clueless girl. Not saying, okay, obviously they'll get some benefit in marrying them too sometimes, I don't know, whatever. But like sometimes if they ain't got a choice or too much and you've just gone and imposed your shit on that person's life, that's not fair. There's this attitude, isn't there, where it's like uh, marriage will solve all the problems and it's like, Ugh. no, that will not solve gonna... problems. But it's like family's not willing to fix the fact that their son has an issue. Yeah, they don't want to admit it. Yeah, like it's like families, everybody knows that their brother or their son or whoever is in that family, their grandson is like the piece of shit that nobody wants. And then they're like, it's okay, send him back home. He'll pick someone. She'll come here and she'll just deal with it. Like she'll be quiet. And it's like, that is so unfair. Like that woman could have stayed there. And she could have married the man of her dreams and she could have had a great life. But instead she has to... And when she comes here, who, how is she going to fight with him? How is she going to say to him, actually, why are you acting like this? Yeah. It just c- creates like shit because like, then they're stuck. Yeah. Obviously they're not stuck forever and I mean, and there are ways around it. But I mean, culturally... But it's just like a cycle. Like, So going back to mummy's boys, like what happened, had, what happened with this relationship? Like, did you end it because of the whole mummy situation? Yeah, pretty much. Um... It got to like such a weird point where it was like, oh, so many stuff happened. But basically it was like, everybody like, let's team up against her. Let's get her out. His friend, him, her, one of my friends, everybody. (laughs) So it just got so messy. And then in the end, it was basically just like, well, we're not really, this is not going to work because your family are never going to be okay. And it was literally mainly 
okay because I didn't look the way they wanted me to look and like also I am vocal I am just that person yeah like that face is exactly what I'm talking about like look the way you that I want like they wanted me to look so then obviously I was like in the whole year that it was like we were together it was kind of like this is probably the worst thing in the world like it was great at some points because obviously every everything has good to it but it was also like the worst thing ever and then in the end he was basically just like yeah no bye so I was like okay then like obviously it was like really upsetting but then like a year on two years on I realized like you cannot stay in a situation like that where like I am a bubbly person like I am vocal like the career I want to go into is everything that like it is literally me and I don't really need to be with someone that's like literally word for word like please don't go out with your friends that often please don't always have to be the bubbly talkative one in the circle like you don't need to be that girl you can be the girl that sat there and not saying much like why didn't he not go for that girl then yeah why did he go for you dickhead it, it was really weird because at the beginning that whole bubbly girl like a few years younger girl like with everything that they wanted like oh my god you're the best thing ever and literally like i love how you say everything that they wanted yeah this this guy doesn't even have his own brain does he not at all out. like at first it was literally like there's nothing better than you like oh my god like every single day and then literally within the year it was like well um you need to stop doing this you need to not take videos like that you need to not go to show with your friends you need to not be the bubbly one in your like you need to stop talking all the time like you need to stop like that like that's literally what you got to so then i was like well then this is not great <laughs> well i'm glad you're living your life man i'm glad yeah. you're living your life doing you and you're here today to tell the tale away from this waste man and you are you are so bubbly and you're shining and your light is shining don't let no one fucking dim your light especially when they're yeah. a dimwit that wants to literally live with Shaggy's their mum for the rest of their life and live by her, her yeah what what that is about like i swear to god like when you're in a room with someone like that it just makes you uncomfortable you're just like what is going on between you two because do i need to leave like what is going on <laughs> literally literally it is like that i it's so it's like like you don't know how to be a parent you don't know how to be a child yeah that fucking i don't know like guys it's fucking weird just absolutely so ugh, weird. it's horrible it is, it is so weird it's so twisted i'm like the thing is my parents are raising me like completely different my parents are like listen obviously like you're cultural you know about your religion you know about yourself but also you need to know how to live your life like if you want to go on holiday with your friends go on holiday with your friends like if you want to meet someone meet someone if you want to go into a job that's not the stereotypical job that everybody wants like i want to go into journalism so they're like go do that like no one who's gonna stop you nobody like my parents every day ask me like oh so like how's it going for you how's this going for you like because i have that background and then like i can never ever then be with someone who's like hold on a second like you can't do this by the way don't do this by the way sit down by the way speak like mm -hmm. this because my parents have never done that to me yeah, yeah. Like, my parents are, like, so open. I was saying that to Hardy, but, like, you know, with the Meghan Markle interview, there was that bit where I just thought every brown girl would have been sitting there going, going, bup, 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 right? Because she was just like, oh, it was like I met my prince and then I had to lose my voice um, to be in that relationship with his family and everything and blah, 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 blah. And I think it is a thing that brown women go through when their brown guy has come from this family situation where it's really toxic and all these lines are being crossed and yeah they're mummy's boys and they just go by whatever their mummy says um and it sounds like he wanted you to be ariel without her voice in it literally under the water mm. yeah <laughs> under the sea literally, like, under you stay the there sea. you carry on swimming you can't talk to Sebastian or Flounder anymore, Listen, okay? More, <laughs> literally mate. that, except I wasn't Ariel. <laughs> that was good, I was 
Um, yeah, I was just going to say, I remember I like shaved the side of my head off and my ex was like, I went into the car with his mom and he was like, you need to hide your hair from her because if she sees that, then she'll be really upset. <laughs> then what? Yeah, oh, literally like, then it what? It will upset her. Sorry. It will upset her. Sorry, what? <laughs> she going to be upset because you shaved a bit of your hair? Wow. That's what I'm saying. Like, what do you do that has to affect their day? Like, you didn't say anything to uh, them. You don't even look at them. There's nothing. You just say, like, greetings how to you. And I was wild noise. I was so, like... How bizarre. <laughs> how bizarre. I'm really nice. Yeah. God, I can't, can't imagine you being like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, like, I'm nice to parents. Obviously, I want them to like me. Uh, I don't care. Yeah, but I feel like when you're in the situation, you kind of do what you think yeah. you should be doing. And then when you're out, you're like, I want to beat myself yes. up because that was not the way to have acted. Like, I should have said there and then, like, you better shut your mouth. I'm going to a shisha lounge. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like, because who, like, if my parents who birthed me literally said, here, do what you want. And I've known you for a year. Like, who gave you the permission? No one. I don't understand. His, his crusty mum gave crusty. him the position. That's who. These guys think they're God, though. They actually go on like they're God. You are not God. Their mums give them God complex. And it's one thing for them. Like, they can do everything. Oh, my God. He's our yeah. prince. He's like, our hero. prince. Oh, my God. Prince oh Agia. Uh, fuck off. Is that a, that's a dog's name, mate. Is he a dog? I don't right. time for this. Dickhead. Yeah. Dickhead. I don't have time for this shit, but yeah, it's very Literally, harrowing because it brings it back memories so, of oh being with a mummy's boy for a very long time. Yeah, I feel like loads of people can, like, when I was going through it, and then you also see people in relationships who are not dealing with that, and I'm like, why is it me? Like, why is it me? But then I realised, actually, like, everybody is dealing with that in some way because there's this weird attachment that nobody's actually addressed and said, like, it's not okay for you to be like this. Like, if I listen to everything that my dad said, like, first of all, I wouldn't be able to see you. Because my dad would say, actually, you shouldn't go out with boys. Like, but my dad's not like that. So, but if we did, it would be such a big issue. A guy would just write you off straight away. Like, he would say, okay, fine, next one. What makes me even madder is that these guys pretend they're so progressive in the beginning and they'll be like, yeah, man, you're bubbly and you you are outspoken. That's amazing. We love that, man. Yeah. Like, come and sit <laughs> next to me. Everything I wanted. Uh, you're everything yeah. I wanted. And then it's like, don't talk anymore. Don't make jokes. Yeah. There was this guy who I was seeing in sixth form who was basically exactly what you guys are saying. Um, loved the fact that I was so like bubbly outgoing that I danced, uh, that I just wore what I want, like really bright clothes. And slowly he was like, oh, don't show your arms. Don't dance anymore. You shouldn't really don't be Don't your arms. Don't your arms. Don't show your arms. Oh, show my arms. I did actually get, I did actually stop. Yeah, I did stop showing my arms actually. For Fucking while. hell, and, what's wrong with your arms? <laughs> and wearing tight clothes and stuff. But um what's it i was only like in sixth form or whatever but um <laughs> what was showing your arms gonna do <laughs> someone might want me from these babies um no but then um then i noticed that he, all of the girls that were in his life were all very like me they were all very out there in their own way i was like why are you coming to girls like us and then trying to change absolutely everything about us why don't you just stay with your like patriarchy i don't know fuckers. quiet ones that you meet in the library or wherever you want why are you here? I know. I think it's a control thing. It's like whatever I can control, I'll I'll try. Like if I can tell her to not grow out her hair, I'll say to her, "You need short hair." Like if I can tell her to not wear makeup, I'll tell her that. But it's like, who controls them? Does anyone say to them, "Don't get a skin fade"? Does anybody say to them, "Shave off your beard" when they decide to shave off their beard randomly? Like nobody says that to them. They do what they want. Like because at the end of the day, this guy was the biggest liar. Yeah, as well, like you know. they got so many issues. Like it actually is so hard to find someone. <laughs> I don't even try to find someone. 
No, you'll find the right person when the time is right. At least you learned this lesson though, innit? Stay the fuck away from these dudes. Yeah, it's an important lesson to learn because otherwise you could have just been wasting all your time with this person or... That's what I was going to say. Like here we're all talking about like our past experiences and it's great to know that like everyone's come through that. Like I can talk about it as a joke now because it's funny to me that someone said that. But there are also so many girls who cannot get out of that situation because that person doesn't give them a chance. At least this person said, here, go. Like, go, you're not anything that I want anymore. Go. And I was like, oh, I don't want to go. but I And I ended up having to go, which it was the best thing in the world. Like, because had that person not have let me go, which sometimes that happens in situations where a person keeps roping you in, like, that's even worse for the girl. Like, I really feel like if it had been any more years, like, I wouldn't be the person that I am today, like, talking. I wouldn't be on this, like, live talking because I wouldn't have the confidence to do so. I'm so glad you are here. So I do feel sorry for girls. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so glad you guys Oh, you're so sweet, man. <laughs> yeah, I love your guys' podcast, honestly. Thank Aww, you. Aw, thank you. No, no, I was just going to say, you are right. It's the, When someone makes you go, kind of thing, they give you no choice. It's all, it's always a blessing in disguise, you know. But it's obviously harder if someone's not giving you that opportunity to leave. Yeah. Like, people always say, like, I never understood this. Obviously, when you go for a breakup, people say, like, I thank that person. Like, I thank them. And I'm like, I could run them over. Like, I'm not going to thank them. But then, obviously, like, two years later, I'm like, if I saw you today, honestly, what I would say, I would say thank you. Like, thank you for being such an awful person. Because, first of all, you showed me everything that I don't want. Like, I don't want someone that sits there and is obsessed with their looks and obsessed with their mom and stuff. But also, you showed me, like, you try to box me in. And I said, there's no boxes here, like, I'm going. Like, and, and if it wasn't for you, like, maybe I would have just found someone later on in life at a more detrimental stage who would have said, actually, no, you can't do these things. So, yeah, like, I would say thanks to them. <laughs> Mate, you're the reason we do this podcast. And I'm so glad you're here sharing your story with us. A hundred percent. So, Sana, what are you saying thank you next to? Mummy's voice. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. See you later, Bye. bitch. Please. Goodbye. Thank You're you. Next, mummy's voice. And we're clarifying again by mummy's boys, we don't mean uh, men who have healthy relationships with yeah. their mothers. We mean men who have unhealthy relationships Ugh. with their mothers. God. Work on making it healthy, y'all. Yeah. Ew. Honestly. Otherwise, I don't think any girl could put up with it. It's no, they won't. No one's going to put up with that shit. That's what I mean. This guy's just going to get stuck with his mum. And if he's cool with that, ain't none of my business. You know what I mean? It's cool. Um, so good luck to them. Good luck to the mummy, mummy's boys out there. We're sending healing vibes your way. Uh, if you want to stay with your mum all your life, That's do the it, thing. Man. Why don't you? Enjoy Maybe it. it's just an excuse, actually, you know, because they're not actually ready to have a relationship. So they make this mum thing a big thing just to buy more time. This is disgusting. I can't. I feel yeah. sick. I feel yeah, because then they're like, oh, because yeah. you know these mums are probably putting them under pressure to get with someone as well by like thirty or some shit. Yeah, but then it always just goes into their marriage, and then their marriage is awful, and then their kids have to deal with it, and then their kids pass it to somebody else. Like, just stop it. This is how just... generational trauma is created. Yeah, this is true. It's true. You need to nip it in the bud. You're right. Yeah, fuck it off. Thank mm. you so much for joining us today. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It was really nice talking to you guys. It was so good talking to you. It was lovely talking to you. Thank you. Next. That is it from our listener special. Uh, Yeah, we had Erica, Maxine and Sana. I love that they all bought their own 
their own spice. You know what I mean? Everyone bought so many different lessons. Uh, brown boys, if you're listening to this, we still love you, but we, you know. No, I don't. <laughs> you know, like so, some of you have let us down and it has scarred us a little bit, okay? If you're a brown boy listening to this, please don't feel victimized. If you're a brown mum, actually, if you're a brown mum, okay. think about how you are raising your if you're raising your ch- children in it like what are you doing man fair enough i'm actually gonna say on a side note i do get annoyed at the elders in my family they got treated badly and they pass it on that's all they know so they continue and continue and i sometimes get really angry and i'm like why did they not think oh it could stop with me and i could change my behavior and be better so if you are a brown mom and you're raising your boy like this fix up my family always protected me from that shit and they cut themselves off from people who thought that way. So I haven't really been subjected to a lot of that. But where I have been subjected to it is from the brown boys' families when I'm dating the brown boys. They need to stop it. You stop it, man. Yeah, man. What is going on, man? What, do, what is this behavior? What is this behavior? We keep it moving. Thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're feeling it. We're back after two weeks. I'm just doing that thing with your hand. Uh, there's no more breaks from us right now we'll be here every week Thursday on what we'd like to call thank you next Thursdays and Raj you wanted to shout out someone from Instagram right oh my god Uh, I want to shout out someone from Instagram a boy first of all we know obviously boys do listen but we are talking mainly to girls a lot of the time but if you are a dude please get in touch tell us you listen just like this guy did on Instagram so I think your name is Pamahuti well go on no prince pama maybe he's trying to learn prince pama if you are listening to this uh thank you for the love thank you for listening to our podcast he wanted to know where our episode was he was missing us can you just tell us why you listen to our podcast because we'd love to know as a man what is it that's yeah what are you learning no we want you to be here 100 percent. no we want you to be here but like how, how come how come how come how did what made you want to listen what was what's going on tell us maybe talk to us maybe he was going through a breakup and he wanted some help maybe you should send us a lesson or let us know if you want to come on an episode oh yes send us a lesson and please come on an episode i would love to hear if any of you guys want to come on an episode send us a lesson just rant tell us something about your week whatever's been going on lately email us hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com you can dm us on socials we are at thank you next pod on Insta, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. If you liked what you heard, make sure you hit subscribe on Acast, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcast, because that way you won't miss a new episode when it comes out. You'll get a little notification, which is always nice, a little reminder. Oh, yeah. Also, I just want to address something. You know, we always say, give us a review. Let us know what you're thinking of us. And we got a review that really confused us the other day. And it confused us because just want to shout out uh, Levin Legend, who listens to our podcast. Thank you for listening. And you said, hi, love the show, but your latest podcast seems to have been sped up the talking and the interview. Are we able to get a slower version, please? Love your show so much. First things first, Legend, love you so much, yeah? But um, on your phone, when you're listening to a podcast, if you have an iPhone, I don't know how it works on Androids, um, when you press play, it plays it at a certain speed. And if you tap that button accidentally on the right, it will play it faster. So I think... You also shit us up, by the way. Me and Raj are radio producers, yeah? This, you, t- uh, you telling us that our audio is like basically fucked, we shit ourselves and went and listened to it. And actually, it's you, mate. So have a little look at that. 
Um, yeah, just have a look at your settings and um, when you play it, it should say 30 or something like that next to it. And if you accidentally hit that, you can hit like times two, times one, and that speeds it up. And you can also slow it down. Imagine all their podcasts are fast. If you just reset that, um, you'll be able to hear us normally. It must be really hard to listen to us fast. I feel like I talk really fast anyway. So imagine yeah. me, I'd be like... But at least you're taking in the information faster. Although I wouldn't recommend it for anyone. No, series. don't, don't do it. Listen to us nice and slowly. Take in the info. Yeah, listen to us slowly. Like, it feels good. While you're having a bath. While you're, like, touching yourself. Yeah, we're going to be back next week. We are going to be back next week uh, with more shit. We want to say thank you next to... Thank you for listening to us, even after our hiatus and our break. We love you. We've missed you so much. Oh, my God. It's so nice to be back um, talking with our pink backgrounds that we got from Southall. Love you guys. Love you guys. See you next week. Bye. Thank you. Next. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.